0: Welcome to Lead, a podcast from the Lakes Education Action Drive, a nonprofit organization dedicated to preserving the natural beauty and quality of lakes in Polk County, Florida. Established in 1985, Lead has taken an active role in the pursuit to preserve our lakes and environmental resources. In addition, LEAD encourages residents to take advantage of the many excellent opportunities our lakes provide. Before we get started, LEAD would like to thank our sponsor, Florida's Horizon, a company dedicated to building bridges and providing solutions between the regulated and the regulators. LEAD is recorded at the Offbrien Studios in beautiful central Florida. Now sit back and enjoy this episode.
1: Well here we go, LEAD's first ever podcast. I'm Danny Kushmer, the Executive Director for LEAD. Throughout the year, LEAD will highlight various projects, events, and seminars that focus on improving water quality in Polk County. We will also introduce you to our Board of Directors. On our inaugural episode, we'll start by getting to know our President and Vice President. So let's get started. I'm at the City of Lakeland's Lakes and Stormwater Division and the president of LEAD is Lori Smith. And instead of me giving you her bio, let's let Lori tell us a little bit about herself. As with all our board members of LEAD, you volunteer to serve this organization. Can you tell me a little bit about who you work for and your job duties?
2: Sure, thanks Danny. Um, I work with the City of Lakeland. I'm uh, the manager of the Lakes and Stormwater Division. So as part of that responsibility, we are charged with monitoring the water quality in our beautiful surface water uh, bodies in the, in the city. Lakeland, as you know, from the name, Lakeland is known for its beautiful lakes and uh, most of our lakes are bordered by parks or walking trails. So they're very accessible to our residents and our visitors. So we uh, undertake projects that are designed to remove pollutants from stormwater systems before they enter the lakes, and also to do uh, lake restoration type projects. So our main focus is to uh, make sure that our, our water resources are accessible and usable to all of our residents.
1: Well, you know, that's awesome. And I'm looking at a map behind you of all of Polk County. Of course, LEED is all of Polk County. And you look at the, high, the concentration of lakes. There's some big lakes that are in Lakeland or in Winter Haven. But the concentration of lakes are certainly Winter Haven and Lakeland. Yes. And and that makes sense that Lakeland would be very involved in Mm LEAD. So when did you first get involved with LEAD?
2: I've been involved with LEAD for just about six years now. I started off as a board member when um, someone from the City of Lakeland actually left their position. Uh, Lakeland has been a sponsor since day one when LEAD was created, so we do uh, have a, a board seat. Um, so that we can stay involved and uh, share ideas with our counterparts throughout Polk County. Um, so I was lucky enough to uh, be nominated for the position and I've been with them ever since. and this is my second year as president.
1: You know, and, and certainly we value what Lakeland contributes to to lead. and if it weren't for you guys, I don't think lead would exist. But it just shows the value that you place that not only the city but the residents place on our lakes. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit later about a project we do with you guys that is just incredible, but, uh, you know, Lake Hollingsworth, the walkway around that, I've been on that, it's beautiful. And you, you guys are making sure that lake stays clean and beautiful, correct?
2: That's right, yes. So we go out on a quarterly basis and we collect samples from the lake. In conjunction with Polk County Natural Resources, we share some responsibilities. We have the water samples analyzed at a lab so we can look at nutrient levels in the lakes, um, Our surface water quality is based on nutrient levels so some of our lakes tend to have that little bit of a green color that's because they're nutrient enriched so our whole focus is to try and reduce that amount of nutrients that are entering the lake or removing the nutrients that are already in the lake
1: well, and that brings a great question. So, you know, for those folks listening, they they, they nutrients, okay, that's nutrition, it's good for your body. Absolutely. Well, certainly that, that's what's happening to our lakes, but it can be over nutrients. So where does that typically come from? Where does our lakes get the most of this nutrient?
2: Most of the nutrients come from what they call non-point stormwater sources. So every time it rains, as the stormwater moves across the land surface, it picks up nutrients, sediment, debris, trash. It picks up all of that stuff and it's in the stormwater system. And stormwater systems uh, go to the lakes. Um, unfortunately, there's not treatment on 99% of the end pipes before it goes into into the lakes. So that's where most of the nutrients come from. it's fertilizer, grass clippings and yard waste, um, sediment relieving construction sites or sites that don't have a good uh, cover on them, debris in the street. So
1: people don't really think about the stormwater drain that's on their road mm-hmm. and where that goes. Right. and And, of course, you know, if you really thought long and hard about the fertilizer you're putting on your yard, if it rains, the excess fertilizer does drain off into the road and ultimately…
2: Into the lakes. Yes.
1: Into the lakes.
2: Yes. So it goes down the stormwater system, goes into the lakes, um, and the lakes use that, you know, the, the, the organism in the lakes. Which uh, you know, typically, is our algae is what really feeds on that nutrient level, and um, that's where algae blooms tend to come from. So, just like you and I, you know, nutrition, like you said, it's good. You know, we we all need to eat to be healthy. If there's too many nutrients in the lake, the algae, you know, tend to really
1: overpopulate. Over fertilizing your yards, what you really got to do is you got to look at the at the the fertilizer and what the application rates are suggested to do and and, and don't do any more than that and certainly don't fertilize it when it's when it's going to rain tomorrow to rain.
2: yes exactly and they, you know and it almost seems counterintuitive because you don't want to fertilize right before a rain event but you do want to fertilize it and water your fertilizer in so you're not overwatering it to the point where it's going to run off but it's going to soak into the roots of the grass where it needs it and you can also get your soil tested so you can individually find out what your yard needs for nutrients in that fertilizer, and by the fertilizer that, that is specific for your type of lawn.
1: That's important, and, and it's easy as a homeowner to do that? Absolutely. It's easy, and, and they can get more information about you guys too, and, and, and learn more about their lakes, and really what affects them too. So also, people look around. They see maybe a little pond or something by a development, or a, you know, hole. Those are built really as a stormwater to gather the water before it goes to the lake. That's correct?
2: Right. Yeah. So they they form uh, multiple purposes. It's for flood control. So when it rains, um, everything has to get off the street pretty quickly, so people can can travel. If it goes straight into the lake, sometimes our lakes would would uh, fill up and, and overflow. So we have a lot of stormwater retention areas throughout the city. Uh, so. It takes the first flush. So, as soon as it rains, they go into the stormwater treatment. Uh, They're also held there to settle out pollutants such as trash, litter, um, and sediment, and typically they also have some plants in there and the plants help to take up those nutrients, they use that as food. So it's kind of, you know, it's a naturally functioning scrubber system that cleans the water before it actually discharges to the lake and it provides great habitat for wildlife on top of it. So you bring a little bit of wilderness into the urban uh, landscape, it's nice.
1: You're the president of the Lead. LEED, you, you work in Lakes uh, Stormwater Division, uh, what about yourself, what are your interests and hobbies?
2: I love to be outdoors, any way shape or form I can be outdoors, so I love to golf, I love to hike, I love to kayak, um, and being out in the lakes in a boat, going fishing, so uh, you know my, my background, I uh, was educated with a degree in biology and environmental science, so I've always had that um, love for the wilderness, for wildlife, for just, you know, the environment. So I really do love to be outside in any uh, capacity that I can.
1: As a new guy with Lead, I've been involved in LEED and understand the, the organization for many years, but taking over as the executive director, got to help you, a little bit of help, on the uh, cardboard boat race. So, so LEED's done this cardboard boat race for, I think this was our 17th, 16th year. With the city of Lakeland. And, and in reality, the city of Lakeland does most of it. The lead yeah. is just there.
2: I think lead does a, a lion's <laughs> share of the work.
1: Well, you say that, but I saw you guys in action. And uh, so, again, well, let's talk a little bit about the Lakeland Cardboard Boat Challenge and, and Lakeshore Festival. I, I, to me, it's one of the funnest events that I've ever attended. And I've attended many of them. They're hilarious. Mm-hmm. They're enjoyable. They're creative but what's really cool is it brings a tremendous amount of people out to the lake.
2: Absolutely. So,
1: why do we do it?
2: Well, it is a, definitely a beloved event. And we now like you said our 16th year, we have parents now that are bringing their kids that they, they participated in this when they were children and now they have their little kids there to either to to watch or just start to participate. So, it's a community event uh brings together families, it brings together civic organizations. Um, we have different categories, so you can be either from uh, you know, commercial business and enter a boat, you could be a school uh, classroom that, that enters a boat, or a family. Like you said, it's a ton of fun. So uh, we give you eight sheets of cardboard, three rolls of duct tape, and an hour and a half to build a boat. So it's it teaches kids about teamwork uh, because they have to work together to get this boat built. It's a little competitive. We have people that have been entering for years and years and years um, that you know they're striving to win every year. It's just a really good time to to bring the community together, have some fun, watch these boats go out. Which you know, with my first year I said, really cardboard boats? Like how is that going to happen? And believe it or not, you know what, 75%, 80% of the boats actually do make it around the course. We do have some spectacular sinkings, you know, which it, it all in good fun, it's fun. Um, but it's amazing that these, these kids come together and build these boats and race them around the lake and they just have the best time. And it's so enjoyable to watch them do this. And at the same time, we also have vendors. Um, That uh, have something to do with, you know, either environmental awareness or uh, education to bring awareness to our lakes and the fact that we are the stewards of our lakes. And as the public, the general public, we all have a part in what we can do to help maintain the surface water quality and make our lakes a better place.
1: Well, and and that's the lure for for lead, and and certainly Lakeland Stormwater Division, Lakes and Stormwater Division, is to educate the people, and and I remember the first time hearing about the race myself, and saying, well, you know, we we, we focus on water quality, yet we're putting cardboard in the lake, and you know, people still ask that to this day. But I will assure you, we have this huge dumpster out there. The the cardboard is recycled and and we take care of, we make sure it all comes out of the lake Mm -hmm. when we're done. Yes. But the vendors that are out there that have that opportunity to share and of course lead as well to spread our message Mm -hmm. about how the importance of our water quality, not only for our residents, but our tourists and the folks that come to Lakeland and enjoy just visiting Lakeland.
2: We are truly blessed in Lakeland to have lakes that are accessible to the public, and not just the residents that live there. Oh, we have a lot of parks. Hollingsworth has a park. Lake John has a park. Lake Parker has several parks. Um, lake Mirror and Lake Morton downtown. I mean, where can you go downtown and just walk around the lake at your lunch right. break, or you know, take a break from shopping and go f- feed the swans? You know, it's it's very rare to have that many beautiful lakes that are so accessible that anyone can walk up, walk along a path or a trail and enjoy the beauty of our lakes. Um, almost all of our lakes also have public access boat ramps so you can put a boat or a kayak in the lake and enjoy the lake from being on the water as well.
1: I have a friend of mine from uh, that actually lives in Kissimmee and he works for Kissimmee Utilities. Every now and then he'll get his kids and they hop on the Amtrak yeah. and ride over to Lakeland and spend the day in Lakeland just as a family outing. They come to Lakeland. Mm-hmm because it's such a great walking community and the accessibility to the lakes.
2: Absolutely, and you can see something fun and interesting every time you go to the lake. I was down at Lake Hollingsworth just last week and I saw a family of otters. It's just, you know, you're in the middle of a city and, and seeing otters. Right. It's just great.
1: And I'm thankful for you. I, I appreciate the opportunity to be the Executive Director and, and what I've really learned in, in my short period of time that your leadership's very strong. We really appreciate that. What you do with the city, what you do for LEED is just, it's noticed and it's valued. Uh, LEED is uh, going into its 35th year. We've been around for a long time and we'll talk more about that too and kind of give you an overview of what we actually do and how we do it, but it's because of the, the, our members and because of our, uh, our board is why we do it. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Next, we're going to we're going to move over to Winter Haven and we're going to talk to our vice president, which is kind of appropriate. We have Lakeland, we have Ev have Winter Haven in the leadership roles with lead and and I and I think that just shows the importance that these both these cities put on their natural resource.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, Danny. It was great chatting with you. And uh, I can't say enough about how much I think LEAD brings awareness to the residents of Polk County. Um, it's, it's a great organization. When I tell people I'm a part of it, everyone says, oh yeah, I know, th- I know that organization. That's a great organization. And um, there's so much more to learn about our lakes. Um, and I encourage everybody to look it up on the website and Facebook and, uh, and, and get to know us a little better.
1: Lakeland to Winterhaven. Next up, we'll get to know our Vice President, Mary Thornhill. We are in downtown Winterhaven at City Hall, and I have the pleasure of speaking with Mary Thornhill. I have known Mary for well over 10 years and know firsthand her passion for the chain of Lake City. So let's get started. Mary, what is your position and duties with the City of Winterhaven? I'm the Natural
3: Resources Specialist within the City of Winter Haven's Public Works Department, Natural Resources Division. I deal with the maintenance and ecological restoration of the City's lake shores, nature parks, and stormwater conveyances. I prepare the City's annual report for the NPDES permit, which is the National Pollutant Discharge Elimination System. I also deal with urban forestry issues, as well as wildlife issues on an as they come up basis.
1: When you speak of forestry, you, you do know trees.
3: Yes, my educational background is actually urban forestry.
1: That's fascinating. I know yes. we had a tree issue a few months ago, back where we have our board meetings. Mm-hmm. And, right. And so the right. city has, we take care of trees in the city. Yes,
3: too. yes, actually the city is very interested in making sure we have a healthy urban forest, because it gives us so many benefits. Even our, It even benefits our lakes to have a healthy urban forest. So we're trying to, to grow our urban forest and take care of the trees that we do have.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's so nice to see trees at the lakeside. Right. They, yeah. help.
3: they help with erosion. They help with a lot of the sedimentation issues. They help break up the rainfall. And a lot of them provide also habitat for animals and food as well for a lot of our animals.
1: I've seen firsthand your passion for this great city, and it is a cool city, and it's water quality. I mean, it's a chain of lake city, so water is important. Why did you get involved with LEAD?
3: Well, initially, city staff felt that that there was a need to have representation on the LEAD board. And with my background in natural resources, I volunteered to fill that role. I believe LEAD has an important role to play in educating the residents of Polk County to appreciate and care about the many water-centric natural areas that we're so blessed to have. And my desire to make a positive impact on the world around me fit in extremely well with LEED's mission. So, I felt like I had a lot I could give there.
1: You brought up a good point. While you work for the city of Winterhaven, you and as everybody else is passionate about the water within Polk County understand what happens in Winterhaven also affects it's, the county.
3: Absolutely. It affects not only our city within the limits, but it affects all of Polk County. And then, even more so, it even goes farther downstream and affects the whole Peace River watershed.
1: And where does the Peace River watershed Where does
3: Peace River end up? It goes all the way down to the Charlotte Harbor, and then out into the Gulf of Mexico. So ultimately, Mexico. provides drinking water on the way down there for some of the communities, and then it feeds the estuary down there, and then goes in, actually, into the Gulf. No water comes into the city of Winter Haven that doesn't fall by rainfall, where we do have some rivers and streams and things in the other parts of the county, but right here, we don't have anything but rainfall.
1: That's, all, that's where we replenish our lakes from.
3: Absolutely, and the aquifer
1: as well. Being in natural resources, and you probably get a lot of phone calls, especially when we had historic droughts in the past, right. and then we have a whole lot of water in the future. Do people, do you get a lot of phone calls from residents wondering, you know, why is my lake low, why is my lake high?
3: Yeah, um, you know, people, uh, human beings, have, tend to have a really short idea of what is forever because we only live a short lifespan. So someone that moved here five years ago might have no idea that six, eight years ago, the canals used to go dry because we were in such a drought period, where now they're wondering why the dock they have in their backyard is underwater. And so we do get a lot of phone calls, and and a lot of people don't understand, especially if they're from up north where they lived on things like where they they mined materials Mm -hmm. and things like that, or they live on reservoirs, That the levels are always constant and so down here with the way our water fluctuates they kind of don't understand what's going on so a good part of what we do is outreach public education
1: which is so important because within that outreach and public education you know those folks up north or even our people that's born and raised here they don't necessarily know they can put too much fertilizer on their land and it's going to go right into their lakes.
3: Absolutely. There's a lot of people that don't realize that they might live two or three blocks, four blocks from a lake. They totally don't think that what they do affects the lakes. And so they're really quite stunned when they find out, hey, I fertilized the daylights out of my yard because I like it good and green. But then the next day it rains and that fertilizer washes down into the street, down in the street, storm drain, straight to the lake. And some of them don't realize until you kind of explain it to them, how it works they don't realize they can actually have a personal effect. What they do can have a, a true effect. Really? Because they're so used to thinking, oh, what I do doesn't matter. And so helping them understand that is, is sometimes a little hard, but it but most times once you get them to understand and you can show them the steps it takes, they understand. And they're very reasonable.
1: How do you see lead helping the residents and visitors of the city of Winterhaven,
3: LEAD is able to bring people together, to bring different partners together to do environmental education projects that are cross-jurisdictional boundaries within Polk County. Getting people, adults and children, outside and involved in projects to raise their awareness of our area's lakes, the lake's conditions, and most important, the, what they can do to actually make a difference is so vital, and it's and Lead is so good at putting those partnerships together, and then being the ones who help like foster that program or whatever the project is. So Lead is, is the one that kind of brings that all together and gets and keeps those projects going. And awesome the partnership.
1: Well, it is an awesome partnership, but Lead wouldn't exist exist without the city of Winter Haven. Without the city of Lake, without Polk County, and, and all of our residents, I mean, it's it right. is a partnership, isn't it? it?
3: It truly is, and that's what I think is so vital. You know, like Charlotte Harbor has the Coastal and Heartland National Estuary Program down there in that area. They do kind of that same function down there, and I think that we're so we're so lucky that we have Lead up here in Polk County because we're a huge county. Yes. And there's a lot of times that things we do matches up so well with something that's going on down in, in the Polk County level or Bartow level or Mulberry level. That can all get paired together, but it needs somebody who can oversee that that's not directly a part of any of those groups, right. but can bring them all together to work together seamlessly. And I think that's Leeds' perfect part that they play wow, and play sense. extremely well.
1: Yeah. No, that's that's exactly right, and and that's what I hope we can continue to do. So, what about Mary, though? Outside of your role with the city of Winterhaven, uh, what interests do you have?
3: Uh, well, um, I'm a Polk County Master Gardener volunteer. Um, one thing I really enjoy doing, so that I can share a lot of the knowledge that I have um, with helping people with their home, with their lawns, their gardens, questions like that. I also enjoy hiking, bird and wildlife watching. I'm an avid crocheter. I usually have something in my bag with me that I'm working on, and I also enjoy growing orchids, caladiums, succulents, um, and heirloom tomatoes, heirloom flowers, that sort of thing. Mostly plant... I call myself a plant nerd. Okay. I'm a confirmed plant nerd. And you're
1: from Polk County, right? I mean...
3: I was actually raised... I'm an army brat. Okay. Um, My dad and mom retired. And I was just a wee, tiny little kid, um, less than four years old, and we moved to St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. My dad was always an avid hunter, fisherman, outdoorsman. And I grew up literally going, if it was my day, I was out of school and it was his day off, we were somewhere hunting or fishing or scouting out areas to do one of the above. I love it. Then when I, I went away to college to study forestry, and then when i came back um i my parents had moved over here we had family in lakeland mm-hmm. and in winter haven and they had moved over here and so i moved to lakeland after the hurricanes wound up in winter haven in winter haven yep my husband's family is mostly all winter haven sure. area centric so and winter haven to me feels tremendously now like saint petersburg felt to me when i was a kid Of course, now there's nothing but it's Walmart people all the way past Clearwater up toward Tarpon Springs. When I was a kid, I'm dating myself here, but when I was a kid, there was a cattle a 500 acre cattle ranch in the area of Pinellas Park.
1: I remember that,
3: and I I learned to play guitar from the woman that lived on that ranch, and it just it had such a different feel to it than it does now, and that's I think that's probably why I love Winter Haven.
1: Well, I think you're right, because I, I drove over here on a road I hadn't been on in many, many months, and, and it's still the way it was, and, and you're right. You do it while downtown Winter Haven is, mm-hmm. is a city yes. around us. It's a tremendous amount of opportunities for open spaces. Right,
3: right. It doesn't take you just a few minutes, and you can be out to Circle B and, and walking and, and watching the birds and things out there, or just a few minutes outside of town, you're in an area where there's still lots of birds and... Mm-hmm. And just so much nicer. I I want us to grow responsibly.
1: Well, Mary, thank you. I really appreciate this opportunity. We we got to talk to Lori first, our president. We're talking to our vice president now. You know, that's our goal in this podcast, at least in the beginning, is so we can get to know our board members. You as the audience, as the listeners, can can see what we're doing, why we do it and who's helping us. During later broadcasts, we're going to talk about different water issues. We're going to listen to folks that's doing projects in our county. Uh, probably meet back up with Mary on numerous occasions to, to look at water quality projects moving forward. So next up, we're going to feature World Water Day. But you know what? We might throw in a podcast in between them. We just don't know. But again, Mary, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. All righty. So here we are, we've made our way back to the Off Bryan studio, and I wanna thank our guests today, Lori Smith, the president of Lakes Education Action Drive, and Mary Thornhill, our vice president. But before we end, the mission of Lakes Education Action Drive is to create an awareness and appreciation of our lakes and watersheds, and to promote their protection and wise use. Did you know Florida has more than 7,700 freshwater lakes and more than 99% of the population lives within 50 miles of publicly owned lakes. 550 lakes in Polk County enhance the quality of life and standard of living for all of our residents. Your Lakes provide numerous benefits including recreation, fisheries, navigation, economic benefits, wildlife habitat, water storage, and more. Our beautiful lakes also enhance our property value contribute to tourism, and provide jobs for our citizens. LEED's goal is to educate and instruct the public on the beautification and preservation of these lakes, including the surrounding areas and wildlife in Polk County. We promote and organize remedial activities for the enhancement of our community and enjoyment of our lakes. So before we finish, I do wanna tell you, coming up on March 28th, we're gonna have the inaugural Panther Point Trail 10K. It's going to take place at the Marshall Hampton Reserve on Lake Hancock. For more information, go to our website. Check us out on Facebook. You can see the event. And there's links for sponsorship. There are links to register to run. And while we're talking about sponsorship, if you or your business would like to sponsor this podcast, give us a call or send me an email at lakeseducation at hotmail.com. Again, thank you all for tuning in today. We look forward to seeing you next time. and We'll probably do a podcast based on the uh, Panther Point Trail run coming up soon too. So until then, take care.
0: hope you've enjoyed this episode of LEAD. Once again, thank you Florida's Horizon and the Off-Brain Studios for your generous hospitality. If you would like to be a part of LEAD and sponsor this podcast, just send an email to lakeseducation at hotmail.com. To learn more about the Lakes Education Action Drive, visit them at www.lakeseducation.org. Please join us on the next episode of LEAD.